Hey, top of the top, everybody. It's your boy QT, and this is QT the Mariner Show. I want to start off by thanking everybody who follows me, who listens to my content, downloads my content, shares my content. Um, I appreciate y'all. You know what I mean? Thank you for offering your services, your support. I was actually just notified earlier today that on the Buzzsprout platform that my show has reached over 100 downloads. Now, instantly getting the news, I'm like, yo, I'm on Joe Rogan page now. You know what I mean? Now I get it. Joe Rogan doing about 100 million views, 100 million downloads a day. So I got some work. I got some time. But I feel like with y'all's support, I'm definitely going in the right direction. Now, anybody who's listened to episode one until now, you kind of see the trend. I've been basically giving you guys kind of examples and pivotal points and phases in my life that have led to the influencing of who you see and who you hear today. You know what I mean? Who have created all these different points in my life that created who you, created who I am. All right. Um, now, all of them have been monumental, like I said. However, I feel like fatherhood has been the biggest influence or the biggest molding into who you see today. Now, with that being said, from day one to my exit, meaning from when I was born until when I, I, I left from my mother's home, I, I did not have a consistent father figure underneath my same roof uh, from start to finish. You know what I mean? Now, my, my stepfather was there for, for a time frame and my biological father was there for a time frame. Each of them I learned a lot of stuff from, uh, different stuff from 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 uh, each one, and then some stuff was similar, but um, I, I got a little bit from from each one. Now, with, with my stepfather, one of the, the first things that I realized about him or one of the first things that I took away was that he was very smart. He was very well-read. Every time I saw him, he had a book. He was always reading, and I always thought that was dope. He would always use big words, and I used to always be kind of like amazed by that, like, dang, what does that mean? You know, and then I would always hear stories about, you know, he was a bouncer back in the day as well. So, you know, I would always hear stories about him knocking people out and stuff like that. So he was one of the first people I looked at as being not only tough, but also someone that was smart. Right. Before that, it was either you tough or you smart. It wasn't no in between you a nerd or you, you you're a tough guy. You know what I mean? Now, with my biological father, um, one thing that I took away from him is he was always like, hey, you got to graduate high school. He didn't graduate high school, so he was real big on me completing high school. He would always pray, hey, you got to finish high school, uh, save your money, stack your bread, don't let, don't get no female your money, um, you know, don't let nobody punk you and look out for your sister. Now, going back to my step-pops, right, I remember one time with my step-pops, we was going to like the skating rink, so he was taking me my friends to the skating rink. And he was like, how much money you got in your pocket? He was like, hey, you always got to have money in your pocket. I didn't. I think I only had like four bucks in my pocket. So he gave me a couple extra dollars. Like, hey, you always got to have money in your pocket. He was like, hey, how much change you got? Now, for y'all that don't know, cell phones ain't always been around, right? You used to have to use pay phones if you didn't have no cell phone. And at one point, there wasn't no cell phones. Uh, but he was like, hey, how much change you got in your pocket? I'm like, I don't got no change. So he was like, all right, boom, gave me like 50 cents. So he was like, hey, you always got to have change in your pocket when you leave in the house because you never know if you got to make a phone call. And so he was like, not everybody uh, except uh, uh, to collect calls. You know what I mean? So back in the day, you didn't have no money for the payphone. You would have to dial 1-800-COLLECT, dial the number, and then that person would either say accept or not accept. Almost like accepting a jail call, somebody calling from jail, kind of similar to that. Uh, but one thing that I learned from my stepfather at a young age, he was real big on planning. You know what I'm saying? He put that idea, that seed in my head that I had to plan 
for whatever I was going to do. So if we was going to the mall, we was going to the park, we was going whatever, like I had to have that mentally kind of planned out with my with my pops. Uh, you know, I remember one time I, I I got in a fight at school. It's like fourth grade. I'm like nine years old. And I ended up losing the fight. I took the L. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't no fist thrown. It was just like, boom, I pushed this dude, ended up in a headlock, and then everything was upside down. You know what I'm saying? I was on my back looking up, and then somebody was like trying to help me up. So it just so happened that my pops was picking me up on this particular day, right? And so uh, like the teacher was like, oh, you know, he had a little scuffle today and this, that, and that, and that. My pops was like, what? You better have one. And so I remember getting in the car and my pops was like, you lost the fight? Hell no. He was like, where do you live at? He was like, man, you a Turner. You can't be losing no fights. Man, you got to represent the last name the correct way. And so <laughs> at that age... That's definitely not what I needed at that time. I needed like maybe 30, 40 bucks a month so I could take some karate lessons. You know what I'm saying? But I, I do remember thinking everybody has an expectation for you. You know what I'm saying? I took that away from that. Like everybody has something that they expect from you or a level of expectation that they hold you to. And you got to either meet it or not. You know what I'm saying? But you got to be comfortable with whichever, you know, however you fall out in that in that in that line or in that work or whatever. So then, you know, moving forward, I end up becoming a father myself, right? My oldest daughter uh be 16 at the end of this year. My son will be uh he'll be 13 at the end of this year. They three years and one day apart, Valentine's Day, right? Every every time got me Valentine's weekend, I got caught up. But uh nah, seriously. Then my youngest baby, she it, she'll be seven at the end of this year. You know what I mean? Same thing, Valentine's baby. Um but outside of my outside of the 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 experiences and outside of the the examples I have from my father and my stepfather, I supplemented a lot of that that time where I didn't have an example with you know TV, uh, you know rap lyrics. You know what I mean? And it may sound funny, right? But I'm being serious. So when I came home and, you know, my, my my little sixth grade or fifth grade heart was broken because, you know, this girl ain't like me like I like her or whatever the case may be, you know, I, I didn't have anybody to necessarily always call and talk to, right? And some conversations you don't want to have with your moms, you know what I'm saying, at, at, especially as you get older. And so listening to Sugar Free, listening to Snoop Dogg, Tupac, I learned how to move forward with them situations, just keeping it a buck, you know what I mean, uh, as far as the, one of the first examples of like uh, a successful relationship, in my opinion, was Martin, Martin and Gina. You know what I mean? Uh, family matters. You know, that was what a family looked like, in my opinion, at that time frame. You know what I mean? So those were all the examples that I had. You know, my, my father, my stepfather, and then these TV shows, the men that were in these TV shows, the lyrics I was listening to through music. These were the examples, you know, you you like a girl, you know, Case and Joe, they showed me how to proceed with that. You know what I mean? So it, it may sound funny, but I'm being 100 percent honest. You know what I mean? These examples supplemented a lot of the stuff that I did not get. So then leading to me becoming a father, I had to really like a lot of people say like, oh, you know, father parenthood is easy. You know, you just kind of like figure it out. No, that's not how that shit really go. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't really walk into a situation and just figure it out when it comes to somebody else's life. You know what I'm saying? You 
you should be prepared for it, right? Now, despite all that, you know, like I said, I had my first daughter. I was 23. My son was born probably like three years. He was born three years and a day later. And then my youngest, she was born six years and a couple weeks after my, my, my son. Now, my, my oldest daughter, I didn't really get the, I wasn't really involved as much as I, as I would have liked to have been. You know, I had a lot of baby mama drama, you know, it was a lot of, it was a lot of that. You know what I mean? And then on top of that, my oldest daughter lives in Florida. So I wasn't as, I wasn't as involved as I wish I could have been. You know what I mean? But now that technology has improved, I'm able to call and talk to her directly, FaceTime. But, you know, she's 16 or she about to be 16. So she a teenager. So, you know, I'm, I'm not the priority at this point. You know what I mean? Now, with my son, my son, I was excited when I found out I was having a son. I'm thinking, like, I'm going to do football. I'm going to do basketball, track, boxing. You know, he's going to be a UFC fighter, like all of this stuff. But that's not really what my son into. You know what I'm saying? My son is... uh you know, he's in a band, you know what I'm saying? He's in anime, and he ain't physical at all. You know what I mean? He's not doing no physical activity. He, he's he's not that guy. You know what I mean? I got to accept that, though. You know what I mean? Make sure he's healthy, but at the same time, I got to accept what he's into. Now, my youngest, she's seven. Now, that's that's the miniature version of myself. She's in the sports. She's, she's a daredevil. You know, she's very active. You know, she don't take no shit. You know what I mean? She's she's like a miniature version of me. You know what I mean? In my opinion. And she's connected to my hip. You know what I'm saying? Now, I love each one of them equally, but she probably by far is is like the closest to me. You know what I mean? And, you know, growing up, I always thought all my kids going to be just like me. They're going to be da-da-da-da-da. But, you know, that's not always the case. You know what I mean? You got to be able to accept, you know, who your kid is, you know what I mean? And you got to be able to tailor that, you know what I mean? Tailor them into the best version of themselves. Now, I would say this. Parenthood, I've learned these five things. I know I keep giving you guys five different things from each, you know, each episode or whatever, but these are the five things that I've taken away from parenthood. One is patience. Two is giving without the obligation of receiving something back. Three is being politically correct. Four is discipline. And then five, I said eating healthy. Now I'll start with I'll start with five, right? So what I mean by five is now with a vehicle, right? If you want your vehicle to operate at its top performance, you got to put the proper gas, proper oil, proper maintenance, basically proper love and care into that vehicle for it to perform the way that you want it to over a period of time. With children, it's the exact same thing, right? You can't be feeding your child McDonald's and sugar and donuts and stuff like that every single day and expect them to go out and be, you know, LeBron James on the basketball court or to be, you know, Albert Einstein in the classroom neither. You know what I mean? You got to put the proper stuff into them, right? And that's love, care, um, as well as a healthy diet. You know what I mean? And then two, from myself, you know what I mean? Like I'm speaking to myself a lot of times as well. I have to put the proper stuff in my body as well. I can't be drunk every single day trying to raise children because then I'm giving them a poor example of what to see. And not even just that. Now I can't perform and keep up at the level I need them to perform at. Right. I can't show them by example. Right. So eating healthy is very important. Basically putting the proper stuff both through your ear gates, your vision gates. You know what I'm saying? And through your mouth. You know what I'm saying? You got to be eating the proper stuff, listening to the proper stuff, hearing the proper stuff. All right. Um, the next one I said is, uh, 
uh, uh, discipline. Now, uh, let me go with politically correct. So politically correct is kind of a tricky one. So my daughter get at me every single day. Every single day, I, I, she flamed me up like, Dad, you're not supposed to use bad language. And I'm like, damn, like my bad, all right? So every time somebody cut me off on the way to school, or like, I'm on punishment, you know what I mean? For I drop my son off, and I'm on punishment from that point all the way till I drop her off. So I, I can't tell her, <laughs> don't use these words. This is a bad word. And then I say it because then I contradict myself, you know what I mean? So that's what I meant by being politically correct. And then also, like, certain music, right? So when I'm in a car with her, I got to tailor the, the music selection, selection that I listen to. I'll give you an example. We was listening to Rihanna. Like, I, I fuck with Rihanna. I think she dope. So one of the songs came on on the radio. It was like, I know you want to see me naked, naked, naked. And uh, my daughter was like, Dad, only you and mommy can see me naked, right? And I was like, damn, 94.7 the wave it is. You know what I'm saying? Let's just turn off 92.3 to beat until I drop her off. So to highlight politically correct, basically what I'm highlighting is just making sure that you saying anything that you can't properly explain, don't put yourself or that child in that position. You know what I mean? Now, discipline kind of goes back to all of the ones I just mentioned. So with discipline, the same stuff you holding your, your children accountable for, you got to be accountable for that same stuff, right? And that's what's hard about being a parent. That's one of the hardest things about being a parent. I'll give you an example. My daughter runs track. She's at track Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. Crazy hours. I'm like, damn, do we get a paycheck for this or what? Now, I can't then eat poor and expect her to, to eat healthy, right? I can't then say, you know, don't say these cuss words and I'm saying I have to exercise discipline. And then on the other side of that coin, right? So I coached basketball eight and nine-year-olds at one point, And then also, you know, I'm out there on the track watching the other kids run. A lot of time, parents will hold our children accountable to like the end goal, but not through the practice part of it, right? So I'll give you an example. It was this little kid running and, you know, I don't know, you know, the inside and out of everything that took place, but I know that this kid wasn't running at the level that this parent wanted this child to be running at. And this parent was flaming this kid up. You won't play no video games. You can't watch no TV. And I found myself doing this exact same thing. You know what I mean? Even when my son used to play basketball, I used to be running up and down the sideline, you know, passing the coaches, overstepping my boundary for real, for real, and just making the sport not fun for him, holding him accountable. Shoot the ball, pass the ball, run, get on defense. But not once did I take him and train him on how to respond or how to be in them situations. And so, like I said, discipline is very important. That's for the child and for you. You know what I mean? So I'll say this. If you're not, if you're not sitting there holding that kid to LeBron James practice hours, don't expect that kid to be LeBron James. And if you ain't out there, you know, coaching them during that time frame neither, then don't expect him to be no LeBron James. You know what I mean? So I'll move forward with that. You know what I mean? Uh, The second one is giving without the obligation of receiving something back. What I mean by that is, now, I'm going to be honest. I love all my children's little macaroni art, all my little stick figures. However, if I buy you an iPod or an iPad for Christmas 
and a, and an apple pen or whatever. That macaroni art, that shit don't add up. You know what I'm saying? I'm just keeping it a hundred. You know what I'm saying? I'm grateful. I appreciate it, but uh, it shit ain't the same value. You know what I mean? And so as a parent, you know, it's about your child. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, I don't think I got to beat that over to, you know, beat that like a dead horse or whatever they say. Um, but it's about the child. You know what I mean? Seeing my, my kids' faces, you know what I mean, on Christmas, on their birthdays, when they get certain things, to me, that means more than anything. You know what I mean? Growing up, I, I always felt like if I give somebody something, I'm supposed to give something back for that. You know what I mean? You give and you get. You know what I mean? But it's not always about that. It's about giving because you really want to just get that person some happiness or you want to see that that happiness on that person. So, you know, I feel like that's enough said on that one. And then the last one is patience. Number Or I'll put it as number one, but I'm going backwards. Number one to me is patience. Patience is something. Now, I'll say this. Patience is something that my youngest child has been able to benefit from because for me, it's, it's evolved over time. Now, I used to have like zero patience. You know what I'm saying? No tolerance, zero patience. But over time, you know, I, I've definitely developed patience. And I realized that in my personal opinion, I, I define patience as the fruit of preparation. And, and I'll give you an example. I know a lot of parents and myself included, right? You know, you got a child, your child, you know, have an accident, you know, use the bathroom on themselves or something like that, especially with the smaller kids. The first thing you, you, a lot of times parents will beat the kid up. Oh, why? I can't believe you didn't say you had to go to the, why wouldn't you say you had to go to the bathroom? How do you let this happen? This, that, and that, and that. Really what we saying as parents is we pissed because we wasn't prepared for that, right? So patience gives you an opportunity to step back fully observe that situation and then learn from that situation. And then usually that turns into preparation on the next, that next situation. Right. So, you know, the next time have some extra drawers, some extra clothes and stuff like that for that kid. Like with me and my trunk, I always got extra masks, extra little hand sanitized wipes, regular wipes, a little roll of tissue. Cause you know, sometimes we out, you know what I mean? And you know, you go to a bathroom, it's nasty, ain't got no tissue. And I got a daughter, you know, my son, I'll just hit a tree up, you know what I mean? But with my daughter, it's different. You got to move different. You know what I mean? I got to, you know, I got to squat down, pick her up, have her at a certain angle. So she, you know, and then I got to, I got to make sure I'm prepared for any situation that, you know, we involved in. So that, that's how I look at, at, at patience as far as if you, if you develop patience, patience will then give you the fruits of preparation. You know what I mean? So I'll leave that there. One thing I want to add, though, you know what I'm saying? This ain't, you know, trying to take shots at nobody or anything like that. I'm far from perfect. You know what I mean? I, I'm striving to be. As I became a father, like, my goal is to be perfect and to be the best version of myself for my children. But for those who don't have children, I recommend mastering who you are first. You know what I mean? It's 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 not the best situation when you have two people that don't know who they are. They're broken they they're they're still trying to find themselves and then they bring a child into the middle of that. To me, that's that's the most selfish thing that you can do, especially like a lot of people, in my opinion, I have children because they want to keep up with the Joneses or they want to they think it's cool. Whatever the case may be, I feel like if you don't have a child now, master who you are, find somebody who has mastered who they are and then you bring a child into that type of environment. All right. Uh, like I said, I I'm not. I'm not the best, you know what I'm saying, version of myself. I'm striving to be, you know what I mean? And for everybody else that, that you know, you had children, you know what I mean? 
just continue mastering who you are. You know what I'm saying? Give your give your child an example of what to become or who to look up to or give them the example of what being your best is. You know, all those different definitions that I gave you guys earlier are those different topics that I gave you guys earlier. Um uh, my my goal is to just be the best example of that for my children, right? I want to I want to show them the best example of patience. I want to show them the best example of you know, giving without receiving, you know what I'm saying? Uh, giving without obligation, uh, being politically correct, discipline, you know, be, living a healthy lifestyle, you know, that that's my goal. You know what I mean? You guys have your own goals and all that stuff. I'm not trying to tell anybody what to do. Just giving my, my, my two cents, all right? Uh, as always, thank you all for tapping in. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get those Joe Rogan numbers, so please share the content if you like it. If you don't, give me ideas of, of what I need to do to become better, and uh, you know we'll continue to get this thing growing. I, I appreciate y'all. Love y'all. QT, I'm out.